It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We welcome you to another episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Hey guys, coming up in today's episode, yep, we have it and it's public. We can play it right here on LOR. It is the number two overall pick that I made on behalf of the Washington Redskins in the Locked On NFL mock draft. Of course, all this week we are running back uh, all the different teams, all the analysis, all the selections uh, from Matt Williamson, the Draft Dudes, uh, Brian Peacock on the Locked On NFL podcast. We started last Friday with the top six teams all continuing this week. Again, go check out all the different episodes Locked on NFL podcast. Very easy to find. Wherever you download the Locked on Redskins podcast, you can get the Locked on NFL podcast. Just simply do a search. Very easy. And away you go. So we will have that coming up in just a few minutes. Again, not only the pick, but my analysis and then everyone else's analysis as well. All right, let's get to this. A couple of things right off the shoot here. Uh, that we need to address. So the NFL and the NFLPA have created a virtual offseason. And there's all sorts of different rules. And basically the Redskins will start this upcoming Monday, April the 20th. And they'll be able to go, I guess, to a maximum of June 26th. But it's kind of weird. There's all sorts of different rules. Like they can only uh, do things in the classroom for two hours. Um, Teams with new head coaches get an extra week of work. Uh, The the rules are, if if I can be honest with you, the rules are kind of confusing. They can hold a a three-week virtual program. Uh, and then take a break and then get an extra week. Um, Or actually, they get the extra week before the other teams start, and it can go up until like May 15th, and then they can resume it for another couple of weeks. But again, it has to be wrapped up by like June 26th um, for all teams, no matter what. And of course, if team facilities open up in that period of time, then teams can go back to non-mandatory work at the building. It's very unlikely that team facilities are going to open up in that period of time, but I can't rule it out. Basically, what they can do is uh, classroom activities, which is basically instruction on the new schemes, uh, terminology, uh, I guess whatever Jack Del Rio and Scott Turner and Ron Rivera can show on their technology with Zoom or or however they're going to do it uh, to their players. Basically, what you have is a max of two hours per day. So meaning, you know, players can't be asked to, first of all, players can't be made to do this period. Um, But they also can't be forced to sit 
for three or four hours. You know, we wouldn't want to make things too difficult on people. You know, (laughs) I mean, I laugh about this stuff. I mean, I get preserving their bodies. I do. I get it. I understand. Um, It's a very physical, violent sport. I totally get it. But when the NFLPA comes up with this, not oh, we can't have classroom sessions last more than two hours, and of course it can't be mandatory, and of course it can't be more than four days a week. I mean, what are we talking about, guys? This is not freaking romper room. This is the NFL. I mean, these guys get paid millions and millions of dollars. Some of them get paid, you know, near a million dollars or at least $600,000, the veteran minimum, or whatever it turns out to be. The rookies get, you know, I, I look, I get it. I get that we don't want these guys out on the field for hours upon hours upon hours because it shortens the shelf life. Is it that hard to ask? Is it that hard to ask Kelvin Harmon or Steven Sims or, you know, Terry McLaurin or Dwayne Haskins or Darius Geis to stop playing video games for 23 hours a day and to be in a classroom session for two and a half hours for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know. Like, I'm missing something here. I'm missing something. You know, this is the, the, this is the, I'm trying to search for the right word here. This is the, the, giving in to generation X, Z, Y, whatever it is, constantly. Oh, we can't make them concentrate and be off their cell phones for too long. Get lost. Go kick rocks. It's the National Football League for crying out loud. I mean, it's better than doing nothing. And maybe two hours with an effective teacher, instructor is going to be fine four days a week. Maybe eight hours is plenty. It's just like, again, I understand on-field work has to be limited because you're talking about preserving guys' body. I get it. Bodies. I get it. But I just don't understand why, oh, we can't ask them to be on a computer when they're playing video games for 10 hours a day. I mean, can we not ask them to play video games? I Like, seriously. I mean, what what else are they doing? There's nothing else that they're doing. Okay, they're working out for two hours a day. Great, congratulations. Welcome to America. I work 14 hours a day, and I'm not trying to compare myself to them, but I guess I am. It's like, you know, like, why can't we ask them to do three hours a day? Why can't we ask them to be more mentally prepared if they can't actually physically do anything? I don't get this. I'm sorry, I don't. Like, it's better than nothing, and maybe I'm being just an old man, get off my lawn type of thing. I don't understand why we can't ask more of professional football players. I don't get it. You want to do it in two different sessions so it's not three hours in a row? Maybe that's more effective. I got it. I mean, it's not even mandatory. So, like, for instance, if, I mean, like Trent Williams, you can't make him do anything. I don't want to do it anyway. You can't make him do it. Most guys will attend. Maybe you say, all right, well, let's do an hour and a half in the morning and let's do an hour and a half in the afternoon, whatever. So at least you get three hours, right? Make up for some of that lost grass time. I don't know. This seems to me like 
we're just continuing to pander to today's youth. And again, I'm an old man. I got it. I'm 46. Get off my lawn. All that stuff. Uh, all you millennials and all you Generation Xers and Zers and whatever you are can all sit here and say you're just a grumpy old man. This is not about being grumpy. This is about not... We're not asking that much. We're not asking that much. That's my point. Coming up next, who I picked at number two overall. Why? What do I like about him? What do I not like about him? What does he have to improve on? And the rest of the Locked On NFL crew reaction to the pick and the analysis still to come. All right, off to a fiery start here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. The number two overall pick for the Washington Redskins coming up next right here on LOR. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We continue along right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621 at Russellmania621. You can follow the podcast at Locked Redskins at Locked Redskins. Read all of my Redskins content coverage, video analysis, and written work, plus a crew that helps me out as well, at redskinsreport.com. That's redskinsreport.com, part of si.com as well, by subscription, digital, or in print to Warpath Magazine, and as well, occasionally still on the radio at 106.7 The Fan in the Washington, D.C. area, and also on the radio.com app. I'll be hosting some of the NFL draft draft coverage uh, for the radio station, particularly on Friday night between rounds two and three, and then also a draft recap uh, on the morning after the NFL draft wraps up. That's uh, a couple of Sundays from right now. So make sure you check all of that out. If you need more Redskins coverage, we've got it covered for you. All right, let's get to this. The guys from the Locked On NFL podcast. Again, we're doing our NFL mock draft team-wide. Every team, every pick covered. Even teams without first-round picks, they're going to be included as well. It's running all this week. It started last Friday with the Redskins and the Bengals and the Lions. Pick-by-pick analysis. Uh, all sorts of guys chiming in from uh, the Locked On NFL podcast, the Draft Dudes, Matt Williams and Brian Peacock. Uh, so here is my pick for number two with Washington Redskins and as well the reasons why and the crew reacts. The 2020 Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special. The first pick is in the books. Joe Burrow, quarterback from LSU to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Washington Redskins are now officially on the clock. No surprises with the first pick in the draft. I think a lot of folks have mocked uh, the top two picks really very similar throughout this entire process. There are some stud defensive players left on the board and some quarterbacks that I don't think should be overlooked here in the second spot, Matt. I mean, consensus is 
boy, Chase Young's a super-duper prospect, and he absolutely is, and he plays a premium position. So that's the, the, the name that's been mocked a million times all over the Internet, and it should be. But you listen, you know, or do we love Haskins? I mean, I think, you know, Mr. Snyder loves Haskins, so you're probably going to love him at least for this year and go from there. Um, but the Redskins are in a good, good, good situation here. Let's go to the Washington War Room, and the pick is in. Let's find out who the Redskins select with the second pick in the Locked On NFL mock draft. I'm Chris Russell. I'm picking Chase Young at number two overall for the Washington Redskins. Who is Chase Young? Ohio State defensive end, edge, pass rusher. A young man who comes in with the total package. Nearly six foot five, 265 pounds, can anchor against the run, can absolutely light it up off the edge. Will he start right away? That I don't know because the Redskins are actually fortunate to have a really good front seven, not only a good front defensive line, but also at Chase Young's projected position off the defensive end in the 4-3 in the edge spot, you have Ryan Kerrigan, you have Ryan Anderson, you have last year's first-round pick, Montez Sweat. So I don't know if Chase Young is going to be on the field the first snap of 2020. He might be. He might be that good that the Redskins just can't wait and they just need that freaky, twitchy explosion that he offers. But because of what they have around him, I'm envisioning, envisioning him being worked a little slower into the whole into the the situation where maybe they use him in just a nickel and a third down roll initially until he gets his feet wet in game action will he help the redskins compete this season look yes i think he will by himself no but that's the whole point he should make everyone else better so yes i think he helps the redskins compete this season does he make them a super bowl team no playoff team maybe better than 500 contender maybe probably if other things break right, if they stay healthier, if Dwayne Haskins takes that year one to year two leap, absolutely, no doubt about it. When you look at Chase Young in terms of his productivity for this season, I would probably say if the Redskins could get eight to ten sacks and if he could anchor against the run and help them in an area that they have struggled with, especially in non-traditional running situations, then yeah, absolutely. That's enough productivity, especially if he gets close to double digits in terms of sacks. In terms of comparing him to a specific player, people do this all the time. I don't. Um, the impact that the Redskins need is a guy that Jack Del Rio is more than familiar with, and that is the type of impact Von Miller made as the number two overall pick for the Denver Broncos back in 2013. And because the Redskins stayed at number two and they got arguably the number one player on the board, this is more than enough value uh, at number two, even though they're tempted, of course, to make a trade to move down to get even more picks. This is proper value for the Washington Redskins. Chase Young, the Ohio State University defensive end. 
Young lived up to the hype in 2019 in his junior season for the Buckeyes, winning Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year and capping off his junior campaign as a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. 6'5", 265-pound edge rusher led the nation last season with 16.5 sacks and six forced fumbles. Young also registered 21 tackles for loss, good for fourth best in the entire country. The Maryland native's stellar junior season was highlighted at the end of October in a huge top 10 matchup against Wisconsin. The Buckeye star recorded a season-high four sacks against the Badgers in a dominant performance. Young checks a whole lot of boxes as he is widely seen as one of, if not the top overall prospect for this year's NFL draft. He's a rare physical specimen with a lean muscular build that can strike fear in any quarterback. Young's pass rushing skill is elite already, but he is also stellar against the run as a physical, powerful run stopper. He sets the edge very well and processes run packages quickly. The former Buckeyes' weaknesses are relatively minor, but at times he can do a better job with his pad level at the line of scrimmage and may need to develop a few more go-to moves to become less predictable at the next level. Young is the prototype built to excel in a role as the end in a 4-3 defensive scheme in the NFL. With his physical tools, there's very few limitations, and Young should be ready to make an instant impact as a pro. This is Ben Stevens of Locked On Big Ten, your source for Big Ten and college sports content every day. Chase Young, another Ohio State pass rusher. The Buckeyes are just cranking out pass rushers. The Bosa brothers we've seen recently. How does Chase Young stack up to the Bosa's? I mean, just ridiculous athlete, and he's got production to match. Yeah, I mean, he's the prototype. I mean, I really have a hard time coming up with true negatives on the guy. He's Julius Peppers-like coming into the league. And I know we said some of these things about Garrett and the Bosa's and all that, but I would take Young over all them at this stage of their you know, entering the league, high-impact player. I have to think that in Vegas immediately, he's the odds-on favor to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. And we just saw it last year with the Rookie of the Year, Nick Bosa, and uh, man, what a dynamic tandem they were in college together. Chase Young got to be the headliner by himself as Bosa went to the NFL and headlined for the 49ers pass rush, and he overshadowed uh, one of the best, if not the best, defensive line in the NFL with how good he was so uh, Chase Young I think on that same path and and physically even more impressive than the Bosa's might have a little bit more work to do technically but I think he's the complete package and there's no way you can go wrong picking that type of physical specimen and that kind of player this high in the draft that can impact every position on the defensive side of the ball because of how well he plays and affects the opposing team's quarterback. All right, so that is me picking Chase Young at number two for the Washington Redskins. Certainly, I was tempted to trade down. Uh, as everyone knows, um, it is beyond tempting when you can get a couple of first-round picks or whatever you can do. Um, but ultimately, I think taking the best player in the draft at number two at a need position, even though people are trying to say it's not a need position, it is, uh, is something that, I valued a little bit more this year than maybe even just a trade down, although I'm very much intrigued uh, and will continue to be intrigued and cannot hammer the Redskins unless they somehow get a bad deal. I understand why they're tempted to trade down. I understand why they're just happy, we think, sitting at number two and taking Chase Young. What I'm not going to be happy about is if they take to a tongue of Iola. Period. I haven't hid from that. I won't change from that. Uh, I'm going to be pretty much furious. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. 
um, that is going to not make for a good situation in any way. All right, so that's the pick. Make sure you listen all this week. Download the Locked On NFL podcast. It's all there for you. If your favorite team is not the Redskins, we've got you covered. If your favorite team is the Redskins, we've got you covered as well. If you just love the NFL draft, if you love all of the NFL coverage, again, it's available for you each and every day this week, the NFL Mock Draft on the Locked On NFL Podcast, and of course, right here on Locked On Redskins. Coming up next, we'll hear from Stephen A. Smith of ESPN. Dwayne Haskins, better than Daniel Jones? You'll hear him explain. That's next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We finish it up. Stephen A. Smith, first take, ESPN. Normally, I don't pay that much attention to anything that he says, but this I found interesting. Uh, Somehow he, Dan Orlovsky, former NFL quarterback, ESPN analyst, could be in the Monday night booth this year, and Max Kellerman were discussing the differences between Dwayne Haskins, Daniel Jones, the Washington Redskins, the New York Giants. Of course, Jones with a better rookie year. He started more. He played more. He was more prepared. He was more NFL ready. Um, the coach that they had, Pat Shermer, was more into him as opposed to Jay Gruden, certainly, which Dwayne Haskins, but there's also other elements here that Stephen A. Smith did not conveniently get to, which we covered at RedskinsReport.com about where Dwayne Haskins could have done a much better job as well. But here's Stephen A. Smith on why Dwayne Haskins might be in a better position and a better quarterback than ultimately Daniel Jones. Um, Last time I checked, Dan Olavsky and Max Kellerman, coaching matter, and Dwayne Haskins mm-hmm. was playing for a coach who never wanted him in Jay Gruden. And I think it showed with Jay Gruden's coaching of him, um, how he was brought along and whatever. And I think that definitely derailed him and slowed the process of his development, which is why it's a good thing that Jay Gruden is gone. Think about, uh, and Daniel Snyder is obviously sick to his stomach over this. Sean McVay was on his staff. Matt LaFleur was on his staff. Uh, but somehow, some way, Jay Gruden was your head coach, the one that you held on to and wouldn't get rid of and let those guys walk out the door and become more successful as head coaches than Jay Gruden ever had an opportunity to be. I think that Haskins' uh, development was stalled because of that, and I think that we'll see better from him now that Ron Rivera is there. Last time I checked, Ron Rivera is a pretty damn good coach. You've said that, Max. You've said that, Olavsky. you said it on numerous occasions. Ron Rivera can coach. He's a leader. He develops and cultivates good relationships with, with his players, particularly his quarterback. We know what Cam Newton was under him as well. You take all of those things into consideration. I think that if you compare that to Joe Judge, 
we don't know much about Joe Judge. Joe Judge was a positional coach, and I'm not rooting against him. Uh, I wish Joe Judge nothing but the best. Uh, but the reality of the situation is that there were a plethora of coaches out there in terms of resume that definitely deserved the opportunity to be the next head coach of the New York Giants rather than him. When Jerron Rivera got the Redskins job, there's nobody that questioned that. Nobody questioned his credentials and what he brings to the table. So I think Haskins is in a better situation now than, Joe, than, than Daniel Jones may be. And as a result, I think that might equal the playing field a little bit. And then we'll find out what these guys are. I'm not giving up on Haskins yet. I'm going to still say Haskins. All right, and that's Stephen A. Smith again, courtesy of ESPN Audio, ESPN First Take. Uh, appreciate uh, them making that available for us. Again, you can check out more on that particular story at redskinsreport.com. That's going to do it for us. We will hopefully hear from Chase Young on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast as he just celebrated his 21st birthday. Birthday, Yay, legal, he can drink, um, for whatever that means. Uh, he was a guest of Get Up on ESPN and Mike Greenberg. So we hope to secure that audio for the next Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Wash your hands, practice your social distancing, don't do anything stupid, wash your hands, wash your hands, and thanks for being a part. Of LOR. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.